Hello, welcome to episode 10 of Who You Don't See, the podcast which celebrates the people behind the stars. In this podcast, we chat to people you might not have heard of, but who are key to making the magic happen. So we'll hear from stylists, vocal coaches, tour managers. If they work with a household name, this podcast exists to give you an insight into their world. I'm your host, Megan Lawton, a journalist, broadcaster, and generally nosy person. And in this episode, the final episode of series one, I chat to celebrity nail stylist, Eri Ishuzi. I flew to DC with Jennifer on private jet. So that was also <laughs> a huge highlight of this story. The entire experience was just surreal. It's like my American dream. If, like the rest of the world, you've watched or seen photos of JLo performing at Joe Biden's inauguration, then you are already acquainted with Eri's work. She's the woman responsible for making JLo's nails look like pieces of art, and that isn't an exaggeration. When she's not applying crystals to JLo's tips, she's likely to be tie-dyeing, drawing animal print, or attaching pom-poms to the nails of Lizzo, Mulatto, or Charlie XCX. There isn't a big occasion Eri hasn't done nails for. From the Grammys to the Brits and even the Met Gala, she's done it. And that's not mentioning the time she's got artists front cover ready for publications like Vogue, Time, and Rolling Stone magazine. I zoomed Eri from a snowy London over to her flat in an equally snowy New York. We spent time talking about the inauguration and what it meant for Eri to be there as an immigrant woman. We also chatted Lizzo's words of wisdom, nail sessions that take three hours, and how a teenage obsession with the film Made in Manhattan had a massive impact on Eri's career. Enjoy. Hello to you in New York. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So let's start where I start with all our guests. If you and I got chatting in a bar and I asked you what you do for work, what would you say? I am a celebrity nail artist and I currently live in New York. Actually, I've been bi-coastal between New York and LA. Because celebrities need you on both sides of America. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So is this a career you always wanted? Did you, as a little girl, kind of, you'd be out and about and you'd see other women's nails and you admire them or you're walking past a nail salon, like, I just want to spend all my time in there? Actually, no. I really didn't have, um, I didn't have any intention to become what I do now um, growing up. But um, my mom is a hairstylist and she owns a hair salon in my hometown. So I think it's almost like I naturally kind of followed my mom's path. So if you, if this wasn't the career you wanted, how did that become the career that you ended up doing and being so successful at? So, um, to be honest, I come from a very, very small fisherman town in Japan. And I ended up moving to Tokyo when I was a teenager, around 18 after I graduated from high school. And... I had um, a boyfriend at the time, and his mom uh, was a very successful nail technician in Tokyo. 
to be honest, I didn't know what I wanted to do at that time. I was only 20, 21 when I first started learning how to do nails. And I was a hostess on the side. And I didn't really like what I was doing. But at the same time, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I started to going to get my nails done by my ex-boyfriend's mom. When I realized I had a good opportunities learning how to do nails by her, and I decided to go for it. And Japan has such high standard with a lot of things. So, you know, that can be good and bad sometimes. But um, for me to be able to learn how to do nails by her, made me realize my own potentials and I ended up taking my skills that I learned in Japan and came to New York. So you learned by the best in the business. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> and I should say for anybody who hasn't seen your Instagram, your nails, the nails you're doing, we're not just talking like a lick of bubblegum pink paint. They are full on arch you've got sort of it's not even gem encrusted there's jewels there's tie-dye there's animal print how how long did it take you to get so good because honestly they are like little mini pieces of art thank you to be honest i'm still learning i think a lot of new nail arts keep coming so i learn arts i think every time when my clients challenge me but um all the basic stuff i really learned a lot from the person I learned from, who is my ex-boyfriend's mom. Thank God for your ex-boyfriend. You know, they say some people are in your life for a reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yes, shout out to his mom. Um, I think it took almost two years for me to be really confident about my work craft because, like I said, Japan has such high standard. So we have to practice so much from basic skill, painting uh, nails with regular nail polish to gel and an acrylic and then nail art. We have a lot of exams that you have to take like a state board exam in Japan. And yeah, it took about two years for me to be really confident and learn basic skills like tie-dye, French nails and little arts. I really... Um, yeah, I feel like I'm still learning. <laughs> well, I guess it's so trend-led, isn't it? So every time the seat, I don't know what's in fashion one season, you're kind of like, all right, let's experiment with that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you are on this podcast today because you work with celebrities day in, day out. Give us an idea of the kind of people you do nails for. So I work with Jennifer Lopez, Lizzo, Issa Rae, Laverne Cox, uh, Marseille, and Mulatto, and Flo Millie. Um, all the very, very talented and hardworking women in the industry. Yes. And you smash it every time. I've seen the pictures. How did you get your hands on a celebrity in the first place? Hmm. I guess, can I really be honest? You can be totally honest. I got really lucky, to be honest, because, like I said, Japan has very, very high standard with, you know, the little nail arts and like, everything in general. So I was able to bring that skills that I learned in Japan to America. 
So what I was doing at that time when I first came here, not many people were doing that in New York. And I happened to know a lot of girls who were、um, popular on Instagram. And I was also very into like fashion and music and arts. So where I was going to hang out, the parties I was going to, I just started meeting a lot of girls and even men who were in the industry. And that's how I kind of started getting myself into the industry. I love that. You partied your way in. <laughs> really? <laughs> I really partied my、uh, way in. And a lot of my friends helped me. A lot of people I happened to know at that time, they were all somehow related to the industry or influencers. So I happened to do those girls' nails, and those girls knew someone from the label. And that's how I actually met Lizzo. I met Lizzo when she was here for,、um, I think that was Fashion Week 2018. Some girl reached out to me from the label, and I was told Lizzo was looking for some nail girl in New York, and that's how we got connected. Talk to me about that moment. Your first kind of sit down client, big celebrity client, is Lizzo. Were you terrified with me? If I'm anxious, my hands get shaky, I get sweaty. You can't, you can't even disguise that because you're right opposite her. How did that kind of tell me about how that day unfolded? When I first met Lizzo? Yeah, and doing her nails for her for the first time. Were you nervous? To be honest, I was not. I even feel like I get nervous doing this more than doing celebrities' nails. <laughs> wow, am I more nerve wracking than Lizzo? <laughs> Because when I do nails, that's my, I'm confident, that's what I do. So I kind of block everything out and I can really focus on my work craft. And I almost feel like, You know how Beyonce had the album, Beyonce and Sasha? She has like two people. Yeah, her alter ego. <laughs> That's how I feel actually. When I'm doing nails, I really feel like I'm a little different person than Aerie. Do you feel sassier? Because she's always like, I feel sexy, I feel like a boss lady, I feel empowered. Is that you when you are doing nails? Yes, you know why? Because all the females I work with, they are the boss. So, I almost feel like I'm the boss too. You are the boss, you're bossing the nails. To be able to work with those boss ladies. But Lizzo, is a, Lizzo made it very easy for me when I first met her. She was very Lizzo. She's just very sweet and then she's very kind. And yeah, I think we had a lot in common. The artists we like and. She did, when I first met her, we did、uh, this leopard print nails. All different colors neon green, neon pink, yellow, orange, blue. And we basically did really cute leopard, a little like bright, loud nails. And I was really into that art at that time. We just naturally became really cool. 
And by the looks of your Instagram, you've now become a friend. So I was I had a great stalk of your Instagram and you were saying, what started out as a work trip is now a holiday. And there was this carousel of pictures of you in Mexico, like total paradise. Like you're in a boat with dolphins parading alongside you, deserted beaches. <laughs> is she amazing? Is she is a, she's the kind of woman, I saw her at Glastonbury and with everybody else in the crowd, I was just given this empowering pep talk, like you know what, you're great and tell yourself that you love yourself because all you've got is yourself and everyone kind of walks away from the crowd like, yes, I'm going to be more Lizzo. You have that energy in your life every time you work with her. Yes, I'm so grateful that I get to be around Lizzo and women like her. Um, She's very empowering, but at the same time, you know, we are all human, so we go through what everybody else goes through in real life. I think she definitely broke down our boundaries, and we have become more than just nail tech and a celebrity nail client. She flew me out to Mexico. Not only Mexico, I've gone to, I've been to actually London for Brits Award. Uh, we did this chocolate bar nail art. I remember it. Tasty. Yes, thank you. That was really, really cool. She's just, she's so amazing. Um, we really get into some deep conversations because, you know, we sit, we sit down for almost three hours in front of each other just by doing nails. So, yeah, the conversation gets intimate and... Is she as true to her lyrics in person as she is when she's kind of talking with you? So I don't know if you've ever gone to her with like relationship drama and she'll be like, if he don't love you anymore, (laughs) then walk your fine ass out the door. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. Like I said, you know, we are only human. She knows all about my relationship problems, (laughs) all the boys problem and what I'm going through. Yes, she gives me great advice. Some people will think it's bonkers that Lizzo will fly you from LA, from New York to Mexico, to London, just so she can have her nails done. But I guess that's so much a part of her look, the finished look, having the nails that go with the makeup that sort of enhance the outfit. Sometimes even I think that. (laughs) 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 Because to be honest, this is more than, I was given more than I expected. When I first came here, I definitely didn't think of how my life was going to turn out, getting flown out to not only LA, flown out to overseas. I have nothing to say about it. It's just, I'm just so grateful. So I was looking through your Instagram and I, I spent about 15 minutes looking at your inauguration pictures. You went to the inauguration with J-Lo. You did J-Lo's nails at the inauguration. Tell me about it. That was, I feel like my highlights keep getting better. My highlights of my career and my life in general keep getting better and better and better because I say this every time when I went to London, when I did Grammys with Lizzo. But this inauguration was very, very amazing experience. It was definitely American dream come true for me, especially coming from a small hometown and 
the entire experience there was very surreal. We flew, I flew to DC with Jennifer on private jet. So that was also <laughs> a huge <laughs> highlight of this story. That was my first time and the entire experience was just surreal. It's like my American dream. Yeah, that you t- you did the American dream. You did Daylo's nails for the inauguration. That's the modern day American dream, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And as a immigrant, as a Japanese, as a woman, to be able to be in that moment was very 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 meaningful. Also, I was very proud to be an example with Jennifer and Kamala, everybody immigrant yeah i was really happy to give especially girls i think because i'm a woman the fact that i was be able to be an example that you really can do a lot of things that you work hard for yeah what it represents on so many levels even just having like women there putting women on that stage is really empowering but like you say immigrant women who perhaps decades ago wouldn't have had these opportunities to see like prime time in the place where the whole world had their eyes on America that day and you were a central part of that yes my I'm literally my dream come true and you know when I was at the capital for that um inauguration I thought that was the moment even my father really clicked to what my daughter was doing in America because my dad is a fisherman in my small hometown he doesn't really have any idea of what I'm doing so that's when he probably like clicked with what I do she's on to something <laughs> with these nails <laughs> but i mean i could never imagine myself taking a private jet with the jennifer and I go to dc and did what i did and to be in that capital are you nervous on a day like that because you're you're kind of used to doing nails but this is an occasion above all occasions i wasn't really nervous to be honest i think i was more excited maybe because by the sounds of it you know you'll always deliver so therefore that you don't need the nerves the nerves would be pointless because you know say if jlo wants her nails in like a silver ombre you can do that that's in your skill set I get more excited and then every occasions I think it's a little challenge for me and then I get very excited. Of course I get nervous. I think it's a little bit of both. And Jennifer always challenges me. I think that's one thing she does because she's also a very very hard worker. So, you know, she expects the same from all of us. And ultimately you're on that team there are loads of and loads of sort of qualified talented nail stylists you're there cuz she thinks you're the best so it's like yeah I'm going to earn that title today <laughs> To be honest it took a long time for me to realize that but the more work she gives me and this inauguration was just one of the biggest things um I think I've accomplished So how does the nail styling come about? Does she say to you, "Okay, well, I'm wearing sort of a white outfit today. My microphone is jewel encrusted silver." What do you think? Or does she come and say, "I know I want this?" It really depends, but we usually work with, you know, of course Jennifer's ideas and what she's wearing and also her stylist Robin Mario. But um 
Yeah, it really depends how she's feeling and what the outfits she's putting on. Depends on that day. And the inauguration nails, we actually did a little bit of French style nails. And she had the microphone decorated with a lot of stones. So we ended up、um, adding some shiny glitters to it. And you take up three hours of that getting ready time doing their nails. That's crazy to me. A lot of times we don't have that much time, to be honest, because a lot of people think what I do, especially this like celebrity nail art, not only nails, like hair and the makeup, styling, everything is so glamorous, but that's really not the case. <laughs> It's really not the case. I have this tiny, tiny little chair that I sit on. To do her nails. Like, it's so tiny, it's literally like this big. And I sit on it, and then I have to work. I have to be able to work with hairstylists and a makeup artist together. And we have two, three hours, but you know, things get a little intense because everyone has to finish our own work. So. And especially with the nails, like I literally sneeze and I will chip a nail, let alone having like someone's blow drying her hair and she's moving around and she's having her makeup done. And your work is so refined. And so I guess you need such a steady hand. Like I don't underestimate how difficult it is to do that job. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. It's really difficult because with everything that's going on all at the same time, getting hair blow drying and The makeup artist putting eyelash on, you know, on their eyes and stuff. It just, it's really difficult. But I think it's also a challenge for me. And I think being in this industry and working in always such tight time crunch really made me so much better at what I do, those intricate nail art and. Knowing how to finish little things so quickly and paying attention at what hairstylist is doing, what makeup artist is doing. But all of us, hairstylists, makeup artists,、uh, nail technicians, we are all very mindful of each other's work. Give me an idea of the size of bag you were checking onto that private jet. Do you have a suitcase full of different color nail paints and gems and like tools? And, and I, don't know, I don't even know what would go in there. I have a big suitcase.、Um, basically, that's my all work stuff.、Um, I have all the colors I own and I have all the jewels I own. I probably have, I always carry at least like three different, 300 different colors. 300 colors. <laughs> <laughs> 300 different colors, bottles in little jars and all different sizes of stones, and sometimes airbrush kits, and like 10 different kinds of nail brush from really, really thin, skinny brush to Big,、uh, big brush to do ombres. And I have so many different kinds of、um, nail extension tips long, stiletto one, square, coffin shape, natural round. I just come with everything because you really never know until you get on set. Sometimes things are very unexpected 
and I just learned to prepare myself 150% every time I work with all my clients. You're ready for any request. <laughs> yes, I try to be because that ends up making my life easier. You know, if I didn't, if I'm missing certain things, it just makes my clients' work life so much harder and mine too. So I just decided to prepare myself all the time for any anything. So yeah. Ken, you mentioned there about the length of the nails. I'm going to ask a really boring, practical question. Are these celebrities able to operate when they've got these nails on? Or are they having to like face ID on their phone and voice note their friends because they literally can't type? Or I don't know, when it comes to like opening the doors, are you like, I'll do it, I'll do it, just in case they break a nail? Uh, so I have long nails and I can do everything with my nails. The one thing I can't do is probably opening a can. Usually use like keys or something or I ask someone. But um, no, I don't think so. Lizzo loves long nails. We have literally the same length. I don't think she has any hard time. I mean, typing on a computer, but I don't think any of us really do that because that's not really our job. But one thing Jennifer always tells me is, Erin, don't make it too long because she knows how much I love long nails. <laughs> She's like, rein it in, I can't be dealing with those. <laughs> she said, I have to dance, so you can't make them too long. <laughs> when we were shooting a music video, she said, um, she asked for extensions. And then I always, always try to make them longer and longer. <laughs> Like, how much can I get away with? <laughs> exactly. And she's always like, Erin, I have to dance. <laughs> don't make them too long. Did disagreements ever arise? Maybe, I don't know, J-Lo will be wearing, like, bright red, and she'll be like, maybe, probably wouldn't. I want bright green nails. And you're like, oh, my God, you're going to look like a Christmas tree. Like, how would you maybe feed that back? Like, green maybe isn't the best colour for you today. <laughs> I think... Knowing what they like and what they don't like. So we don't really have disagreement because I already know what they don't like. So it's more that, you know, I work with the stylist. I ask the stylists what they are expecting to with the clothes um, they have prepared. So... Mm, we don't really have this argument, but sometimes I try to push what I like <laughs> without disagreeing. Yeah, forcefully suggest an idea. <laughs> so it's, it's not a suggestion, so it's not a force. But um, yeah, everybody's are usually open to my suggestion too. And I think it's also a trust that we have built within those years that we've been working with. It was never a disagreement. I think we trust each other's taste and our visions. We always kind of like collaborate. That's good to know. No disagreements over nails. <laughs> Not needed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At the end of the day, I feel like they have to feel comfortable with how they wear makeup, hair, clothes, nails, everything. So I think that's why celebrities like to keep 
same people, same people around them. You have done nails for so many high-end occasions. You've done the Grammys, the Brit Awards, you did Lizzo's nails for her Vogue cover. You mentioned that you've done the inauguration, you've done nails for the Met Gala. Out of all of those, can you pick a highlight? Can you pick the moment you're most proud of? Definitely inauguration was so big. I think everything... I can't really pick one because every time, like when, um, I don't know if you saw, but when Lizzo had the bubble nails with the, all the stones. Is that when she held that tiny little bag? Lizzo bag. <laughs> that was a very iconic moment. The stylist, Lizzo stylist, Marco, he brought out this little tiny bag. and we were doing this bubble nails and we honestly had no idea that was gonna break the internet it did there were memes everywhere like carrying around the time i've got for fuck boys and all you can see is the nails (laughs) so we actually did not expect that to be an iconic moment of her the whole entire award show but um yeah, that was really, really cool. But next day, I we shot Lizzo's Rolling Stone cover with David LaChapelle, the iconic photographer. So, like I was saying, everything just keeps getting better. better not, I mean, it's not even better. I think every jobs I do, I get from Lizzo and Jennifer, Issa Levan, everyone, I think everything has very, very different meanings to it. So I can't really pick one. Definitely Rolling Stone cover with David LaChapelle. That was also another iconic moment. And we just did a Vogue cover with Hype Williams, one of my favorite director ever and he was the first um black photographer to shoot Vogue America uh Vogue America yeah and yet again you're there for another historic moment (laughs) your job involves you hopping by the sounds of it from country to country to country and you're sort of battling with jet lag and you're just tired when you feel really tired or I don't know about you when I'm tired like I just might, again, my hands get a bit shaky and I just get sloppy in my work. You can't do that. Do you sometimes really have to kind of like slap your cheeks a bit and be like, wake up, have a coffee, like concentrate here? Yes, for sure. (laughs) Sometimes, especially last year, not 2020, 2019, I caught myself being at the same airport within 24 hours. (laughs) And that happened quite often. One time I literally prayed in a car because I had no sleep. <laughs> I had to be in one state and come right back on the first flight and have to go straight to set. And that was happening literally every day. The only sleep I was getting was on a plane. So one time I literally prayed in a car. <laughs> Let me get through this day. <laughs> Did you get through it? 
always, always. <laughs> so that sounds like a potentially bad day at work. Give us an idea of what a bad day at work is. Is it when I don't know, like if bad hair days apply to nails, do you sometimes just think I can't get the look that I'm going for? Or maybe it's those days when your time is really squeezed and it's like JLo needs to be on set in half an hour and you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Yes, I definitely had moments I felt like I wasn't able to deliver my 100% and it makes me very, very sad and I'm so hard on myself so it disappoints me so much because the people I work with, they work really, really hard. They do so much, you know, shooting music video today tomorrow they're doing another show on the stage and in the between time they have to get on the call and meetings and jennifer has kids and when they're on the tour they have no sleep too so i always try to really do my best and deliver 100 percent. let's flip it back to the good stuff when you're where, I don't even know where you were when you watched J-Lo at the inauguration, but when, when you're watching J-Lo at the inauguration, knowing you did those nails, or you see that meme of Lizzo in your nails, like literally on spammed on Instagram timelines everywhere, how do you feel? What does that level of pride feel like? Or maybe by the sounds of it, are you sometimes a bit hard on yourself and you're like, right, I just need to get on to the next project? I'm learning to do that. I'm really learning to take some time and feel my own accomplishments and then be proud. I think that's very important. And I'm finally learning that because when I first started this career, I, everything happened like this. So I started working so crazy and then I was chasing my dreams and what I wanted to do, what I wanted to accomplish. And it didn't really give me enough time to sit back and look at what I was really and what I had accomplished. Just like I was telling you, I did the bubble thing and then right next day we had to shoot another Rolling Stone cover with David LaChapelle and I had to go right back to New York and then be on set with another person. So it's just... And then I'm really hard on myself. I really always want to do more and I want to deliver more. I want to, you know, my standard gets higher and higher and higher. Yeah. And another thing I was saying how Japan has such high standard with everything. So I'm always like, I can do more than this. I can do better. But all my friends are really supportive and they really help me, um, with a lot of things like my emotional support to my career and I guess sometimes it's important to like take an external view because when you're in the thick of it and you are going from job to job to job you have to sometimes remind yourself that there was a time when you would have absolutely killed to be doing what you're doing now and now that is your life and naturally because you're an ambitious person you're always plotting okay what's my next thing what's my next thing but all the while you need to kind of and it's so hard to do, but appreciate that you're ticking off so much along the way. Yes, I am. Um, I think pandemic was a very good opportunity for me to really realize that um, what happened in this world is absolutely terrible. 
and my heart really breaks for everyone who lost their you know families and friends and stuff but this pandemic really made me realize um how my life had turned out compared to how my life was when I was in Japan and born and raised in tiny tiny fisherman town to move to Tokyo and then come here and do all the things and maybe I think a lot of people found myself included when the world ground to a ha- ground to a halt you couldn't there was nothing there was sort of very little to think about so therefore you, you are in more of a reflective mode and not being able to do what you love to sort of be on flights here there and everywhere and all these big events they weren't happening any they were no longer happening so it gave you that space to miss it and appreciate it maybe yes for sure um it definitely made me okay so really that time off really like you're saying made me miss it but at the same time gave me enough time to want to do it again because when you are doing so much at some point you get really burnt out and then you forget to appreciate what you have in your life what you have going on in your life i had forgotten that because from the girl who wanted all the things i have and i just happened to do all the things all at the same time i didn't have enough time to realize what i was doing so the time off definitely gave me good um opportunity yeah to zoom out a bit so yes um, I think it's probably quite impossible for you to have more things on your bucket list, but looking towards the future, is there any, perhaps it's an artist you really want to work with, or maybe it's doing sort of nails for a runway show. What's next? What's next on your, your career to-do list? I really want to, I have definitely a list of girls I really want to work with. I really, really would love to work with Michelle Obama. Yes, I was going to say that to you. Now you're sort of floating in these presidential circles. <laughs> Kamala, of course. And it might be a different kind of party to work your way to them. It might be more of an afternoon tea kind of thing. <laughs> yes, I definitely would love, love, love to work with them. Um, Rihanna. Yep. I see that. That's a good match. For the Fenty lingerie show, you could do some nails. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, Rihanna. Um, Yeah, but Jennifer was definitely one of them. So I'm already like, wow. Because funny story, I really, the reason why I came to New York, Jennifer's one of the movies, uh, I don't know if you know, but Made in Manhattan. Yeah, I watched it on my birthday. I love that film. <laughs> I love that movie. So, you know, that was shot in New York. And me watching that movie in my little hometown, that was the idea of New York I had in my head. I watched that movie over and over and over. I watched that movie at least probably like a hundred times. That movie and... um Lauren Hill's music video, Alicia Keys' music video. 
So for me to be able to work with Jennifer and then work on movie set with Jennifer, I literally cried when we finished shooting this music, uh, this uh, movie. On the last day, as I was leaving, I started to cry <laughs> in front of Jennifer. I was like, <sighs> and then Jennifer was like, "Why are you crying? We just wrap. That's a good thing. We don't have to wake up early in the morning." And then I was like, "Because I used to watch it in Manhattan over and over, and now I'm working with you on set, and we just finished the movie. I just can't believe it." And what did she say? And then she gave me a hug, and she said, "Baby, I'm gonna see you tomorrow for another." Day. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that is incredible, though. Like in your wildest dreams, you could have never imagined. Maybe even moving to New York—that's huge. Moving to New York, having a successful career huge moving to new york having a successful career and doing the nails of the woman you idolized from this tiny fishing village on the other side of the world is insane it's it's absolutely insane it's really really insane again i i remember that person i used to be now that i did inauguration and my father finally had some kind of idea of what i'm doing and um, my mom is very proud, so those things really make me very, very proud of what I do. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is gorgeous. That's so special. Um, we always end the podcast with a bit of wisdom, something that you've learned from someone you work with, some really wise words that you just think, yeah, they changed my life, and I'd like to share with other people. Do you have anything that comes to mind? Definitely work ethic that I've learned from um, my clients I work with. How hard, how 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 hard they work, and always to be the best at what I do. Really go get what I want. I think that's one of my slogan. Well, you've done it by the sounds of this. Maybe your advice should be watch a movie of somewhere you really admire, watch it a hundred times and then make it come true. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, yes, that's definitely. I think it's also, don't get discouraged, I think. Don't get discouraged and know that how much potentials you have. I think that's really important and a lot of things in life make you very uncomfortable, especially when you can't figure things out. So I think it's really important to educate yourself and you really also have to put a lot of work into what you want to do and then what you want to accomplish. I think that's really important. But who am I to say that? Because I was just a hostess. <laughs> I was in Japan. Not oh my God, no, to do, do not do yourself a disservice. Not at all. <laughs> I really want to tell everyone that if you have some kind of privileges, you have, you are capable of a lot of things, I think. Yeah, that is a gorgeous note to end it on. Thank you so, so much for talking with me. I so appreciate it. And I have just loved the past hour of getting an insight into your world. Thank you. Thank you so much. A huge, huge thank you to Eri. I loved chatting with her and we'll now spend the next half hour re-watching all of Lizzo's music videos, only paying attention to those jazzy nails. 
If you want to check out Eri's work yourself, and I really suggest you do, just head to her Instagram at Eri Eri Nails, and that's with a Z. If you're still listening, I want to say a massive thanks to you. This is the last episode in the first series, and I've been overwhelmed by the support you've given me. If you've left a review, told a mate about the podcast, or even listened to just five minutes of an episode, I'm so grateful. We'll be back with a new series in the spring, but in the meantime, there's a little library of 10 episodes to listen back over. And if you have any great guest suggestions, your ideas are very much welcome in my DMs. So stay safe, take care, and see you soon.